Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Experience. Honest conversations with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Brianna Bowley, performance coach and founder of the Live Free Movement, a movement dedicated to showing the world what else is possible, and proudly sponsored by Savage Marketing, your go-to for all things marketing. (laughs) So on today's show, uh, you know what, today's guest, like, I actually knew nothing about him, Um, but uh, we met at Adelaide Nogi Grappling. There you go, Dan. There's your first shout out. You're welcome. We met at Adelaide Nogi Grappling and um, we're there on the mats there and and Dan Marinelli, the coach there, uh, was like, hey, Bree, like, this is Jake. Jake has a podcast. Hey, Jake, this is Bree. Bree has a podcast. And then it was like, did we just become best friends? Um, so we had a bit of a jam about, you know, just podcasting and marketing behind podcasting and how we're doing it and why we're doing it and rah, 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 rah. And before you know it, we're taking over the class and apologies, Dan, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, so I drove home from class that night listening to Jake's podcast and Jake drove home from class listening to my podcast. And, uh, yeah, then we kind of connected on Instagram and it was like, you know what, let's do all the things like get on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, um, he came around. We didn't really know what we were going to talk about, but, um, we just kind of jumped into a jam session. And before we'd even hit record, we were already like, you know, intensely discussing like world issues and (laughs) open relationships and bullying and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and so we were like, you know what, let's just hit record and, and, you know, pull the trigger and we'll see where we end up. So, um, yeah, Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite podcast episodes because it just flowed real nicely. Um, so yeah, enjoy the hell out of it. Kick your feet up and uh, let's do it. All right, Jakey P, how are we doing? Pretty good, pretty good. A little bit crook, but I'm good. Crook? Yeah, it's been sick like the last couple of days. And I feel like I'm like <gasps> all day and I was like, oh, we've got to go do this podcast and I'm sounding sick, but no, I, I had some tea, had some uh, some like flavored milk to sort of settle my sugar addiction. I'm like, <laughs> the, the roughness, the sandpapery throat that I had. You almost got out of it, hey, the lawnmower dude fucking us over. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I wrote when I pulled up, I was like, oh, the lawns, I was like, there's fresh lawn things in there, I must be at the right place. Yeah, that's it. Sweet. Um, let's start off. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Man, I'm Jackie P. Like, I just, and you know what? It's so funny. I gave myself that name. Like, I would just always joke around with one of my ex-girlfriends. I was like, yeah, I'm Jackie motherfucking P. Like, <laughs> and just like, and I built it from there. And I was like, man, every, like all my family and stuff call me Jackie P. Cause I just started it myself. And I was like, yeah, whatever. That's going to be, I'm going to start a podcast. Cause I just love podcasts and listening to people. And like, that's where I'm going with it. And so it just comes this like big thing and I you know I don't do much else like I work at Massive Joe's and Woolies but do you podcasts, Massive yeah. Joe's yeah okay I didn't yeah. know that yeah Massive Joe's and Gullet everybody head down there <laughs> nah but um it's a good time I don't do like you you know help people and serve people and whatever but it's like a whole lot of sitting around and reading and and whatever so yeah it all has value right mm. it all uh has its little unique uh, addition to humanity in yeah. one way or another, even if we write it off as being, you know, I just serve sups or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to write it off as it, um, it all has its place. Yeah. There's people that come in and think sups are magic. Like, <laughs> <I'm> like, no, <laughs> this will make you like swole as fuck yeah. after like 
fucking three days, scoop a day, you're good. Yeah, I had this lady come in once. She was like, oh, so um, I've got all the, like, little short lady that looked like a barrel. No offense to her. <laughs> she's like, I've got the whole ATP science range, rah, 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 and I'm not skinny yet. And I was like, oh. do you exercise? And she was like, no, not really. That kills like, me. Oh, my God. I was like, there's your problem right there. I was like, how do you eat? And she was like, oh, but I started telling me. And I was like, that's why you're not, I was like, that's why you're not losing any You're weight. a PT, hey. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I like, what, four years, four or five years ago, I was a PT. Yeah. That's where I started off, right? And um, yeah, I used to get that all the time where people come in and be like, what's the best? Like, so I worked at this gym and we had like a little like supplement range kind of in the corner. And they'd be like, all right, what's the best thing to like cut weight? Or like, what's the best pre-workout that's going to, you know, like fucking speed up my metabolism the most or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, like how much water are you drinking? Oh, like half a liter a day. Like how much fucking soft drink are you drinking? Like what kind of foods do you eat? You know, all, those all, your, all your calories, yeah. basic shit, right? Like, and what are you doing when you're training? And it's like, oh, you know, I don't really drink any water. I drink like fucking eight soft drinks a day, yeah. like seven coffees. Like there's your fucking problem. Like yeah. walk away from the subs, you know, the nobody's, nobody's interested in the hard road. Like mm. the way I've tried to explain it to some of my clients is, yeah, every day, every single day, we're going to do this little quick fix thing. And then, you know, at the end, in the long term, that you, your little quick fix every day will amount to your long term goal. But you can't, like, hope to take a, a, you know, a scoop of a thermogenic fat burner every day and then, like, just shed all your kilos while eating like an asshole, you know? It kills me as well because, like, yeah, like, you might have slight results at the start, but, like, you're fucking frying your adrenals. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're... Your body gets used to that shit and like eventually you're going to stop seeing the results yeah. and yeah, like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly like subs have a place, but it's not the be all and end all. It's like a, it's, it's a supplementation yeah. to already doing the fucking right things. It's not yeah. the, it's not the solution. It's that's, exa- and that's exactly why, like it's called supplement for a reason. Like, yes. And, the, and that's the thing like, um, you know, Massive Joe's put out a whole heap of free content and. That's what it is. Like it's supplement. It's mm. you got to get your diet right. You get your training right first, and these are to help aid those. It's not. This is what you start with, and then train and eat around it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And exactly. some people just just don't get it. They, especially the caffeine junkies. They're like, oh, I, you know, I have like a about in total like such and such coffees a day, and then I'll take my pre workout and run, and it just doesn't feel like it's doing anything. I need a stronger one. I'm like. You, you have like yeah, a gram no. of caffeine a day. That's too much. One, uh, that's like, that's too your much. Your adrenals. Oh, like, I know. And then they up the fucking amount yeah. and it's like, dude, like. It's not going to help. You're going wonder, to wonder why the fuck you can't get up in the morning and you can't train without this shit. Like, fucking get yourself off of it. Yeah. Start from scratch. Like, and then, you know, maybe once you, you know, you fix your fucking adrenal issues. Yeah. And then you oh. get all the caffeine headaches and they're like, oh, but I'm getting headaches. I've got to start doing it again. It's like, no, just, you're not going to get them for that long. Just like strengthen your body a little bit. Just like discipline yourself just a smidge. I mean, that's probably why you got fat in the first place because you don't have any discipline or, you know, you, fair enough. There's that small percentage that have like a thyroid problem or they have hormone problems or whatever. But, you know, that's discipline. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just do it. Just. Yeah, totally. Oh, 
Yeah, no, it kills me. All right, so your podcast, right? Yes. I'm really curious because I haven't had another podcast. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have had another podcaster on the show, but we didn't really talk about her podcast. But I'm curious, right? Why did you start your podcast? So I started my podcast plainly and simply just because I... I, th- I literally was dry. Like I used to just go for drives all the time and I was out like, I used to live in Gaula and I had driven like an hour and a half out to fuck knows where. I can't even remember what it was called. And, um, and I just didn't know, like I was working for Foodland and I was like a, a produce manager and I was like, oh, you know, earning not very good money. And I was like, this isn't what I want to do for the, my life. I'm, and I, just to toot my own horn, blow some smoke up my ass. Like I thought I was like, you know, I'm, I am, I can be funny. I can be pretty funny and I can talk shit for like, you know, days on end and what's something I can do with that. And I always wanted to be on radio when I was younger and I, I've, I've listened to podcasts religiously for years. And I'm like, that, that's it. I'm, I don't care how shitty it is to start with production value, whatever. I'm just gonna, the only way to do it is to do it. Yeah. So I was just driving and I literally, I'm, I'm pretty sure the first couple of my episodes are me just talking to my phone, driving on in my car and you can hear the noise. You hear me? Yeah. Imagine, I, I reckon I slammed on my brakes a couple of times because <laughs> of some idiots. And, but yeah, like that's the whole reason I started. It was just because like I had things on my mind I wanted to talk about and I just like, this is something I want to do with my life. Like if it can get, if the podcast doesn't blow up, then it gets me somewhere else or yeah. I end up doing something else. And like, I was trying to stand up comedy at that time and I was having a lot of fun with it, but like, I didn't have the time to go to Adelaide every week to, to do an open mic night. So I was like, Fuck yeah. it, I'm going to do this podcast and it'll grow and I'll learn. And like, it's still, I'm still obviously not great. Like it's, but at the same time, it's like, I'm way better than where I was in the first episode. Yeah, definitely. And, hey. Cause you, you deal with like, especially the first couple of videos that I did, obviously just straight up webcam on my computer and it's a shock to the system. Cause like, I'll be talking about something and then I'll look at myself in the camera and I'm like, Oh, and then lose what I'm saying completely. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going on about. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and then try to find my train of thought again. It's, but yeah, it's just, it's a really wicked learning curve. Oh, fuck oath. I, um, I actually, cause I've, I've listened to a few of your podcasts and I actually really fucking admire your ability to talk to yourself. Cause like I've been, so a little bit of background about why I started my podcast. Like for me, I felt like I had a lot to say and I didn't have the, um, the platform to do it. Like, I mean, I've got my Instagram and I've got my fucking Snapchat and my, I mean, I don't really use the Snapchat anymore, but I've got the Instagram, I've got the Facebook, which has like a decent following. Right. But in those videos, like, you know, Instagram only lets you have like a minute. Like I didn't feel like it was enough time to really like have a fucking decent, um, a decent method of expressing my opinion. Right. And um, to, of expressing my knowledge. And so I'd been sitting on this podcast for fucking like years. Yeah. And yeah, I just I put it yeah. off because I was like, I don't have the money to get like a mic and to get this fancy setup, And like, I don't have like a fucking studio with like, you know, padded walls and shit to block out the noise and yeah. all of that. And then uh, it was really cool actually, because I was with one of my business coaches and they used to have a podcast. And I was like, how did you guys do it? And they're like, we literally just use this conference call thing. You press star nine and boom, you're on. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like, as you said, who cares how fucking shit the quality is um who cares if no one listens like it's just it's just my way of expressing myself yeah and um i totally forgot where i was going with that um oh 
Yeah. So for me, like part of it was, you know, obviously, you know, I work as a performance coach. So I work with like people a lot and I I like to pick apart the way people think and stuff and like what's led them to think that way or to do whatever, you know, behave in that way or whatever they're up to in the world, like what's led them to that space. Um, And so for me, like it was, it was a cool opportunity to get to know people who are doing fucking rad shit in the world. Um, And on top of that, part of it was also that like, I don't feel super comfortable talking to myself, feeling like me just talking to myself without having someone to bounce off. Like I feel like there's, at the time I felt like there's no value in that. That's starting to shift now. Like I'm starting to see that like some of the stupid shit my brain comes up with is valuable to other people listening. But um, yeah, so I really fucking admire that about your podcast. So you can just talk to yourself for like God knows how long and still manage to make it entertaining as fuck. Yeah, that's that's like literally what I, I was like, because originally I was going to do it with my cousin. Um, she's an Adelaide comedian called Fennell. Um, but we lived too far apart and I, she was the only person I thought I would be comfortable doing it with because she's fun. Like we're so like minded. But it was too hard to organize and like with our schedules and stuff. And then um, like none of my other friends listen to podcasts or anything like that or are into what I'm into. And I was like, that's it. No, nah, look, I don't care. It, and that, that's why you'll see me. And so if you watch some of the videos, like I reckon it was like maybe episode eight or nine, like one of the first YouTube videos I put up. I just make these ungodly faces and, like, <laughs> and just talk like an idiot because I was like, people are... It, whether you're laughing with me or at me, you're laughing. Yeah. And you're watching it and you're going to yeah. enjoy it. But I just I just kept going and like always have notes to make sure like I can, because I can just run, I've learned that I can just go on about anything. You yeah. Know? Like my next episode that's coming out is, you know, if I was king of the world, this is how I would do everything. That's a sick topic. Yeah. That's a like wicked whole, topic. Strip the whole education system back and a whole bunch of other stuff is, yeah. Dude, you've got me thinking, like, if I ran the fucking world, how would I do things? Yeah. I, I ripped off. I didn't rip off. I sort of, listen, I was listening to some old uh, Joe Rogan episodes, and I sort of stole one of Duncan Trussell's ideas and um, about the education system. Like, teachers need to be paid heaps. They need to, you know, teachers here should be having ATARs, you know, like doctors and shit mm. like that. And, and that's that's where it stemmed from from there. And then I was like talking about the way the world runs and and supermarkets and just everything and jobs and food and um factory farming wouldn't be so bad if we just ate the food we needed mm, we didn't overindulge yeah. we'd have and uh, we wouldn't have any fat people we wouldn't have any anorexic people if we just ate for our energy requirements and if it's not so readily available if it was easy if we had to earn our food i could guarantee you we would have at least 20% less obesity in the world. Like yeah. if, if you had to earn your food, if you had to run, let's say you had to run two kilometers to, to, for a piece of steak or, you know, whatever, you know, you could work it out better, but yeah, you know, you're not, we're not going to have, they're not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to run two kilometers for a packet of chips. Cause there's no way you'd have that packet of chips and be full, uh, em- like empty in, you know, mm. two minutes. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. I, so I just started going on that and it's, it's a cool concept. Yeah, and that's, my brain's like fucking ticking over here. Yeah. How much like, well, I would change. That's a sick concept. The that's whole, really rad. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So we had some pretty cool conversations before we actually hit record. Yes. Um, so what were we talking, first of all, we were talking about open relationships and our views on that. What was the other thing we we're talking about? Bullying. Bullying. That's right. Cool. All right. Um, 
Do you want to start this little jam? Yeah, so open, open relationships or bullying? Either or. Okay. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. <laughs> um, yeah, bullying. So the, whole, the only reason, not the only reason, I wanted to talk about bullying because I was, you know, all week I'd been like, man, what do we, what should I talk about? I don't, I got myself so worked up and so nervous and like, I've never been a guest on anyone's show before. It's scary, hey? It really is so intimidating because I was like, oh, what if it sucks? Then she won't publish (laughs) it and I'll know that she didn't publish it because it sucks. (laughs) And um, no, but I was watching 60 Minutes, which is weird because I never watch normal TV anymore, like ever. Um, I was watching 60 Minutes last night about this guy that um, had his hands around his daughter's bully's throat and it just made me... It didn't make me choke up necessarily. Like I didn't cry or anything, but it just made me reminisce on like when I was younger, that shit happened to me. And it really is the worst. As in you were bullied? Yeah. As in flat out. Like my dad had to come to my school. Like when he would pick me up, he came right to my classroom because like I was a pussy and didn't stand up for myself. I was going to say, I cannot fucking picture you being bullied. That's like the one, the one thing in my life, you know how they say your neuro pathways are formed when you're a kid, right, right, right. Like, um, if you're soft, you're always going to be soft, but I refuse to believe that. And yeah, so my dad was like always picking me up and then I started martial, I started on Muay Thai when I was 14. Yeah. And I just, around that time, it was like towards the end of 2009 and I was just like, I am just, I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. Like I would never go out and see my friends. I would just sit at home, like on the computer, play Pokemon, play video games, whatever. And that would be like my life. I wouldn't do my homework because I thought, fuck school, like all I'm doing there is getting bullied and and like my life is awful thanks to this school. And it was, I, I just moved from a public school, <clears throat> like my primary school was a public school and I had the best, like it was the best thing ever. I go to a private school and get bullied so much and I hated my life, like I couldn't stand it. And yeah, so I, I just turned my... I was like, there's no way I could do... Like, I'm not I'm not putting up with this kind of crap anymore. And I just watching that dad on the news, it just made me think, like, if I had a child... I don't, obviously, I don't know what it's like to have a child, but if you... Even your, your best friend or somebody, if you've seen them getting bullied, that would be me. I would have my hands around that little guy's throat. Like... Yeah. It's just... It's so... Like, obviously, it would be good, like, everyone needs to stand up for themselves. But why why do people need to bully other people? You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel so insecure? Why are you so upset? Like, and that that's what upsets me about the world is not necessarily that all these things... It's that nobody addresses their own issues nobody Mm -hmm. focuses on their own issues and goes to work it out because it's too much pain but then it causes all this other pain like causes pain for me um because i got bullied and then causes pain for joe schmo because they got bullied and then all these kids that are killing themselves because they get bullied it's not if if the bullies just dealt with their own psychological problems and confronted someone or you know the world wouldn't have things like that we could get along and i'm a big believer in and it's going to make sound so hippie saying it, but like, I believe that we could have peace. Like why can't everyone just get along? It's not, it's not so hard to just like do it. Just get along. I appreciate anybody. If you're rude to me, then I'm not going to be necessarily rude to you back, but I don't want to be a part of that. But yeah. at the end, I still have faith in people that 
you know, we can all still get along. We don't have to be bullied. We don't have to be put down. We don't have to be, you know, it's, I, I just, yeah, it just baffles me. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know how else to put it out there, but it just, yeah, like watching that just made me feel all these emotions and got hot and flustered and yeah. angry and stuff. And it's, it just, uh... yeah. Bullying is a really interesting topic for me, right? Because, like, I was I, – so I was bullied, like – well, no. Okay, so I've been on both sides of the fucking – of the coin here, right? So from, like, probably until about year six, I was the bully. Um, and so, like, for me, like, I was a popular kid. I was at a fucking tiny little primary school. Like, I was the bully. I was, you know, kind of um, – yeah, like I hung out with a cool group, group and whatever else and like had a fair bit of like, and I say this in quotations, but I had a fair bit of power. And then I moved schools um, because like uh, mum felt like the education provided at the small school wasn't wasn't enough for where I was at. So moved schools and then I became the victim of bullying. And then basically after primary school, all through high school, it was kind of like a bit of a yo-yo. Like it was, I was in the popular group, doing the bullying, and then all of a sudden I was being bullied, right? And then particularly like maybe the last two years of high school, it was like I was bullied to the extent that it was like didn't want to go to school, used to miss as many classes as I possibly could, suicidal, whatever else, like, and basically to deal with that I turned to drugs and and what have you, right? Like got myself into a really shitty fucking toxic relationship, blah, 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 right? And can I ask like, what got you into martial arts? Was part of it to like protect yourself? Literally, that's that's what it was to start with. It was because I had not really been around anything like that at all when I was younger either. Like my dad would watch the occasional like boxing fight like at his mate's place on, you know, pay-per-view or whatever. But it was just never anything that I was around. Like I always, it's weird though, because my mum said it to me the other day and I didn't even notice, but I'd always been into like, this is going to sound crazy, like violence when I was younger. Like I used to watch WWE. I mean, I still watch WWE. I love, love my pro wrestling. But I was into like, when I was a small kid, I was into like Power Rangers and anything that involved that sort of stuff. But I was, you know, never into martial arts. And yeah, bully, it, literally bullying was like, look, I, I said to my dad, I was like, if you know anybody, I, like, I just, I don't want to be scared anymore. I can't. I'm, my life shouldn't be spent like this. So I want to start doing it. And mm. Yeah, from that day, it just it stopped. So do you think that if, like, bullying didn't happen to you, then you w- would have got into martial arts still? I, don't, I honestly don't know. I was thinking about how, uh, in a roundabout way, I'm actually kind of grateful that I did get bullied. Maybe not for Boom. as long there as I did. Maybe not for as long as I did, because that, God damn it, that was tough, like, a really hard two years. And But, yeah, like, I am so grateful because it taught me to... I got into martial arts and now Boom, I'm doing jiu-jitsu is, again and I I love going to jiu-jitsu every week and, you know, I, I just, I'm not There you go, there's Dan's first anymore. fucking name yeah, drop. He's, 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 he's going to be creaming his, his plug, pants. He's going to love it. <laughs> um, Sorry, I made you lose your train of thought. Yeah, um, and I just, yeah, no, I, I in a weird roundabout way, I'm grateful that I got bullied because, like, I wouldn't be as strong as I am now or, you know, as, yeah, I, I wouldn't be anything that I am now without... The strength that I gained from that. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I guess my my viewpoint differs a little bit from yours. Because, like, I genuinely believe that being bullied 
was the best thing that ever fucking happened to me. Oh, for sure. Because from that, like, I learned how to stand up for myself. I learned how to be, like, I'm probably one of the most fucking independent people in terms of, like, oh, like, if there's something I want, like, if there's something I want to create for myself, I'll fucking go out and do it regardless of what fear is there, regardless of who I've got to get through, like, and I honestly put that down to the fact that I spent so much of year 11 and year 12 um, sitting by myself, like, and just being the fucking loner because no one liked me. And like, and don't get me wrong, like that shit was tough. Like, as I said, like I was on the verge of suicide um, and just like, like it was fucking awful. But at the same time, like I know that if I didn't go through that stuff, I wouldn't have the independence. I wouldn't have the strength I do now. I wouldn't be the go-getter that I am. And so like for me, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I really believe that like, um, like you mentioned that like, um, the bullies are the ones that need to get their shit together and like really look at why it is that, that they do it. But I also believe that there's a reflection there, right? Like bullies don't just like <coughs> pick out a person and say like, I want to fuck with you today, right? Like I think that the, there's also something there in the victim, right, where they need to look into what's – how do I word this? The attraction's there for a reason, right? Like the bully yeah, like picks... they can sniff it the, out. Yeah, of the bully picks the victim for a reason, right? And it's because there's... And I say this lightly, there's something missing in both of them, right? And I, do, I don't believe that anything's ever fucking missing. Like, we're all whole. But in terms of their perception of themselves, there's something missing in both the bully and the victim, right? Yeah. And if we look at... I believe that, like, any area of life that we're not empowered will be overpowered. Right. So if we're like disempowered in terms of like standing up for ourselves or in knowing who we are um, and really standing in our power, we're going to be overpowered. And so the bully comes in to get us to step up. Right. Like, does that make sense? That makes so much. I never even thought about it like that. Like the way you just said it, like if you're not, you'll be overpowered. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, you look at anything, like you look at relationships, like there's, if there's one person in the relationship that's disempowered, the other one's going to control and manipulate them, right? Oh, sure. And it's it's not because any one of them is like less of a person than the other or less whole than the other. It's that both of them have shit they need to work on, right? Mm. Um, but you know, like the 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 anti venom is made from the venom, right? Oh yeah. So like it's in. It sounds like for you, like it's in that having that fear of like, you know, like feeling unsafe and like not wanting to stay in that space of um, being the victim um, that had you fucking step up, right? Like same for me, like I got into martial arts because I like I knew that I wanted to be able to defend myself if anyone did ever come at me. And like, you know, I've, I've been in fist fights before, I've been attacked before. And at the time, like I was lucky that I was never severely injured, but... I also didn't feel like um, I had the power there to really protect myself well. Like, I was just lucky. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I got into martial arts. I mean, part, like, there's heaps of reasons for me for, for getting into martial arts, but part of it was that I felt unsafe, and mm. so I wanted to learn how to protect myself. And, I mean, um, John Wheel's the same. Like, John Wheel got into martial arts because of, um, you know, being bullied. And, yeah, I really think that, like, that's that's why a lot of people do get into martial arts because it's – it's like the balancing thing, right? Yeah. Like it's, they've felt disempowered and so they get empowered. 
Well, that's, yeah, what Georgia St. Pierre, <coughs> like one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, got bullied as a kid. And now yeah. I like, can look at that dude. You know? Yeah. If he never got bullied, they might not have ever created the, um, you know, the, the guy that that he did in himself. You know? Yeah, he would absolutely. Never have... I'm a big believer that, like, everything happens for a reason. And um, people would probably, like, jump on and want to contest that. Um, because, obviously, when it comes to bullying and stuff, like, there are situations where, unfortunately, people end their lives. But um, even that, there's a meaning to that, right? Yeah. And when we can, I think as humans, like we get so fucking caught up in our lives and like our emotions and our perception that we see things all one-sided. It's either fucking flat out positive or it's flat out negative. There's no yeah. in-between, right? So it's completely black and white. But when you can look at things from that higher viewpoint and see the... Um, all the in-between. Yeah, see yeah. the balance, see the grey area, like... All of it's nothing ever happens to us. Everything happens for us, yeah, right? Definitely. So, yeah, like, and that's not taking away by any means from the pain of like losing a kid to to suicide because they were bullied, or like in in the case of the news, like having the, um, <clears throat> you know, I understand that dad would have been in pain, like watching his daughter being bullied, but um, there's a lesson in it for everyone, and there's like it's a gray area. You know, you can you can choose to see it as purely negative or purely positive, but there is a gray area, a gray area in everything. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely is. It, yeah. So, and it probably taught you know him that you know maybe you shouldn't lash out like that or whatever it was that he learned from it. But everyone watching it, like, there were more people that were concerned in the fact that, like, they were concerned for her and they were like, well, that kid kind of deserved it than people that thought, oh, my God, he shouldn't be strangling that bully. Yeah. But, which was weird. Like, you know, usually you would, if something like that comes on the news, everyone would be like, you can't attack a minor, rah, rah, rah. But we, I think, as a country, recognize that bullying is so severe now. Like, it seems to be happening all the time. Yeah. Even though I think that a lot of people get bullying confused, like, I'm going to go back to my real um, brainwashed, school education is like bullying is continued harassment it's over a period of time it's not just i attack you once and that's mm. i'm bullying you yeah it's continued like you know so it must have been going on for a while yeah and it's harassment if it just happens once like this yeah. dad harassed the kid he shouldn't have you know he wasn't a bully back but yeah things like that is just yeah i it, I think things like that need to be, it needed to happen, especially for people, maybe somebody watching it around the country yeah. thought, and maybe it could have changed their perception on the whole thing of bullying or, or, you know, anything. Maybe a kid that is a bully and he thinks, oh my God, wow, like, maybe I better change my life or somebody's going to come strangle me or something. Yeah. You know, just anything like that could be, you, you never know. It could be the smallest thing that could switch off somebody or change somebody's life. And yeah. I know that's happened to me multiple times. Just like, the smallest things set, yeah. set the ripple off the effect, light bulb. Right? Yeah, yeah. It just, and you don't think about it. You always, when you think of somebody who wants to change their <laughs> life, it's, it's the fact of, you know, something big had to happen or mm. something, you know, some heroic no, moment. Or small, yeah. small crest, it's big. all in the small details. And it, it, all it takes literally is like, you know, that, that little pebble hitting the water in the pond and it's just like, oh my God, and everything is different now. You just, 
it just it's it's crazy how like that can happen. Yeah. When especially when people think it's like yeah. so hard to change your life. Yeah. So I got um actually this is really interesting because what would it would have been about probably six months ago, I got a message from so I actually did a video on my Facebook business page um about some of my experiences with bullying, and um I got this inbox from this dude who I sort of know from like we've had different business dealings in the past. And he inboxed me and was like, hey, like I'm putting together this doco. My kids are being bullied. Um, I'm putting together this documentary to stop bullying and I want to have you on it. And he's like, he linked me to this video of his two kids um, in tears about their situation with bullying. Oh, wow. And so that put out this YouTube video basically saying that like no one should bully, right? And... um, I basically said to him, I was like, look, I like, I'm really appreciative of the the offer, but my viewpoint differs a little bit on bullying. So I don't think I'm the right fit for the doco. And he basically said, well, what is your viewpoint? And I said, well, I I don't believe that bullying's bad. I think that it's based on how you see it. And I think it's a lesson for everyone involved, the bully, the victim, and any, any fucking onlookers, there's a lesson in it, right? It's a reflective process to get us to dive deeper into fucking understanding ourselves. Right. And he basically was like, because I, I, I don't know, he's, well, he's that's fucking true, man, bro. pretty much yeah. like, and he basically said, you're young, you don't understand life. Like, I can't stand when people oh, do that. When and, somebody says you're young, you have no idea. It's like, do, yeah, don't age does not equal wisdom. Like no, if you, if you are, for, for me, it was 20 and I was started to open my mind. Like if you just had an open mind from a younger age, you, by the time you're 23, you could be so much smarter than you were. Yeah. You could be. Like, ah, oh, that actually I can pisses me off when so much when people say that. I can guarantee that at 25, I have lived more lives in my short 25 years than any than most people live in their fucking 60, 70 years, right? Fucking guaranteed. Yeah. So age does not equal wisdom. I've seen a, a wicked quote um, that I, I actually have in the notes of my phone just to remind me every time I look in my notes. Um... And it reads, I don't want to die without any scars. Yes. And I was like, I just seen it one day and I was like, man, that's, that's it. Like there's all these things on the news out there that are like, get, um, to help live longer, eat this, do this, whatever. Rah, 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 Wrap rah, yourself rah. in bubble wrap. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And I, my mom is so overprotective of me and she's always like, don't go overseas. There don't it is. This. There it is. So sorry. I'm just going to cut no, you no, off for a second for there, right? Was your mum overprotective when you were a kid? She's still overprotective now. Yeah. There's a fucking balance, right? Yeah. So if you're being overprotected at home and like made to be sensitive, challenge and support, it always happens in perfect yeah. balance, right? So you go to school, same deal. I love my fucking mum and dad to death, but they supported me like nothing else. So, much. so then I went to school, there's a challenge. Yeah. And the times when my parents were being challenging were the times when I was the fucking popular kid at school. Yeah. So there's your balance. It's weird, right? It just Fucking divine order, my friend. Yeah. But I'm um, sorry, we were fucking totally detoured there. But um, yeah, so this guy was like, oh, you don't understand life. You're only 25. You don't yeah. get fucking, you know, you, you don't get it. And I'm like, well, first of all, you came to me wanting me to <laughs> yeah. be on your doco. So, uh. but I basically just said, hey, like, no worries. Like, I've used different. That's cool. Like, good luck with the doco, right? Yeah. And for the next, like, three days... I was just getting messages about like basically my stupidity and me not understanding life and that. I'm, From him? Yeah. Huh. And that like I'm 
you know, uh, what was it? That I'm promoting like violence and rape and rah, 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 because like bullying then leads into fucking abuse and rah, 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 rah. <clears throat> and I stopped replying like because I don't have time for that. Yeah, who that's that's not, you know, that's only going to bring you down. But I was like, hang on, like you're promoting anti-bullying through this documentary, but here you are for three days straight bullying, bullying me. me. Yeah. Like, uh? <laughs> I was kind of a bit like, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, yeah, isn't it funny that you said that bullying's on the rise, right? It's, it's definitely sounds like it's, especially with like social media and stuff out there now. It seems like it's getting. Isn't so it fucking worse. interesting that the more anti-bullying campaigns come out, the more bullying goes up? Yeah. There's your balance. It's weird. Like I really think the solution to bullying, and I say solution in quotations because I don't fucking believe there needs to be a solution because it's not a problem. Yeah. Um. Again, depending on how you want to look at it, I look at I look at everything grey because Optimism, there's, yeah. there's there's positive to, and negative to everything, right? But um, if you want to alter bullying, if you want to shift that space, start getting kids to fucking understand themselves better. <laughs> start like start having fucking classes at school where kids like purely designed to shift consciousness, purely and designed to have kids better understand themselves. That's what happened when Jakey Peace King of the World. Exactly. <laughs> the whole thing needs to change. Everybody needs to build self-confidence and need to feel their worth when they're young. Yeah, like, we're not because... all going to be millionaires and successful business owners and whatever, but you can. it's not going to stop you from being able to love yourself and exactly. accepting who you are. If like... we all fucking own who we are in this world, why we're here, and stop comparing like, you know, like if I'm the kid that wants to fucking, I don't know, smoke pot all day and create a fucking community farm... And like, I don't know, fucking grow six strawberries. Yeah. And like, you want to be a fucking global CEO that's like rolling in the dough. Like, when we can own our individual worth and our individual fucking space in the world, there's no need for me to compare like, oh, I'm just a fucking community garden stoner and you're this fucking multimillionaire. And vice versa. Like, you're just, we're still people. We're just doing our thing, man. Like, your own life. And so, you know, and that's like, I think that's really where bullying stems from. It's like, I'm better than you because I do this and you're less than because this. Yeah. And it's kids who can't see their value that take that shit on board and then allow that to lead them down the path of depression or suicide or whatever it might be, right? Um, You know, I know for me, like the thing that stopped the bullying was when I fucking stood up and realized my value in the world, right? When I was like, this is what I'm here to do. And if that looks different to what this person's here to do, that doesn't make me better or worse then. It just makes me different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes me me and them then, you know? And you know what the weird thing is, like, is that the some of the guys that used to bully me when I was younger... Now they want to be a buddy? Now we get along. Yeah. Like... It's so I get it all the time. Such a contrast, isn't it? Mm. Like, <coughs> oh, excuse me. It's you bump into them and they're like, "Oh man!" One of them was like, "Oh, um, I really love your podcast," and I was like, <laughs> I "Are you fucking kidding me?" I love it. I was like, "There is no way." I was like, "Cause I seen one of them comment on my link and like one of my links," and I was like. Oh, here we go. Here's somebody hasn't grown up at all, being very way too much assumption on my part. And bumped into him at the gym one day, and he was like, "Man, I love your podcast. Like, it's so funny and it's wicked. Like, I I love listening to new episodes when they come out." And I was like, 
I was standing there myself, like, huh. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah. But then there's a couple of them. Like, I just happened to see one of them, like, literally three days ago. And uh, I, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm grown. Like, I, I was just going to say, hey, man, what's going on? Like, how are you? And he just, I looked at him and he looked at whatever, you, you know, as you yeah. walk past. But, yeah. Well, same deal. Actually, funnily enough, I ran into one of my bullies yesterday at the grocery store. Oh, wow. And, um... Yeah, like it was it was really interesting because she was there with um her I, I presume partner and kid and you know, I was there like fucking getting all like my health food and shit, like in my gym clothes and stuff. Just got back from like a road trip. Um and it was just really interesting to kind of see the difference of where we're both at in our lives. And it was like, hey, like I mean we didn't we didn't acknowledge each other. Um she kind of I I think she was avoiding eye contact, otherwise I would have said hello. But um it was just really interesting, you know, it was that whole like, yeah, you're you, you're doing your thing, you're a mum now, like fucking cool beans. I have no interest in that, but Not at the same time, she probably has no fucking interest in where I'm at in life. So yeah. it was like, you know, we're just two people doing their thing and when we own that, there's no fucking need for like, you know, we don't have to be best buddies, no. but when we can both own a unique value in the world, there's no like, um, there's no us and them, right? Like it's like, exactly. ultimately we're all fucking human beings. Um so yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's it was just like cool, you're doing your thing, I'm doing mine. Hey, like good to see you fucking killing it. Yeah. Like you know? as long as you and that's like what's most important is like as long as you as long as like they learn from that as well as you learn from that and you just everyone like cuz I don't like as much as I really hated those guys when I was younger and whatever whatever. I really wouldn't wish those people to be feeling mm. shitty still. Like I want everybody to be happy, and I think everybody does deserve to be happy. Oh fuck! Obviously, that. if you like, you know, torture little rats or like you burn burn things with a blowtorch or whatever, you you know, you probably should check yourself. But <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yeah. yourself. Yeah, chickeny check yourself before you wreck <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As like, I don't know, literally, I feel like such a hippie when I say that, and I like, I feel like so so ridiculous because I have like all these conspiracy theories in my head at the same time. Um, everybody literally deserves to be happy, mm. which I want to. I'll we'll lead into the next okay, part of the conversation with open relationships. Okay, cool. Um, where the fuck did? Oh, where do we start with that? Aubrey. Okay, yeah. So, like, have you have you listened to Aubrey's podcast? I have listened to a few episodes. I don't religiously listen to it, but I okay, have listened cool. to a few. Yeah. Yeah. So for the listeners, um, we were, just before we hit record, we were chatting about Aubrey Marcus and Whitney Miller. So if you ha- haven't heard of them, go and check out Aubrey Marcus's podcast. It's called Aubrey Marcus podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically these two are in, uh, an open relationship and so how the fuck did we even get onto the discussion of, I don't even remember how we got <laughs> onto it. No. Yeah, no, no oh, idea. Cause I was just, we were talking, I said, Oh, have you seen T Fat K and then started talking about all oh, that yeah, alpha yeah, brain yeah. and then I talked about Aubrey, yeah. Yeah, okay. So actually it's really interesting because like for ages I thought like um isn't it funny how you kind of have these thoughts and you think you're the only one that thinks that way? And yes. then like something will just trigger you and suddenly fucking everyone in your life is like thinking that way. Yeah. Yeah. So like for a while during my last relationship, um I'm not gonna say it was dysfunctional because it wasn't, but there were just little things that were like triggering me, triggering this thought process of me going like, maybe monogamy isn't for me. Like maybe, you know, like what are the possibilities of an open relationship working? And at that point I hadn't really heard of it ever being successful. And then funnily enough, I stumbled upon Aubrey's podcast with his, um, 
fiance Whitney and like as we said they're in an open relationship and so I sort of heard like them discuss it and I was like yeah like the way they talked about it, I was like that fucking totally makes sense yeah. and then since I've had this like unraveling spiral of like um just like people in my life where I wasn't aware but they've you know like I, I mean even um I had two, I had a couple, as I was saying to you on the podcast on an earlier episode, have been in an open marriage for seven years. Yeah. And, you know, they swear by it. <coughs> I've also had, excuse me, I've also had like clients and stuff where they're like, yeah, like, you know, meet my girlfriend. Oh, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Like, yeah, it's kind of open. Like, so I've had all these things roll up where I'm like, fuck, like, this is actually really common. Yeah. No one ever talks about it though. No. Yeah, because you know what? And it probably, well, probably the reason we don't ever hear about it is because something it's something that, and this is going to sound funny. Mainstream media, government, people, they don't want you to hear that kind yeah. of stuff. Because what is wanted is for you to be monogamous and they want you to be selfish and possessive and, yeah. um, you know, brainwashed by the system. Yeah, they don't want a bunch of, of conscious people walking or around thinking for themselves. Someone that, yeah, are people that are just free and like, whatever, man, we can... We can sleep with these people, but we've got each other and like that makes our sex better. And that's like, as, as fucked up as it sounds, like I've had a few girlfriends like, and I'm only 23 and you know, so I haven't, I'm, I'm not really one of those types to be like, want to go out and I'm not one of those guys that's like, I want to fuck 30 girls or whatever. And like, but I do want to, and as much as I have explored my sexual, you know, um, my sexual conscious or whatever you want to call it. Um, I still want to explore it more and I've tried and I, I mean, she's going to be listening to this, my, my <laughs> beautiful girlfriend, but I've tried, we've talked about like, it's, you know, I think that that's what an open relationship is. It's like, you've got your partner, your best friends, yeah. you really like, and that's obviously the reason you hang out with that person. That's the reason you yeah. hang out with your friends is because you guys connect, you gel together. Like there's just, you know, something there. Yeah. But at the same time. I want to do some Viking shit and, uh, <laughs> and you know, maybe go like explore some other things. And that's not to say like, just because I want to have sex with, like I want to have a threesome or I want to um, go to a group orgy or, and it, I know it sounds disgusting, but like, it's just a, a, a thought. It's a, a, something that I want to try because, you know, like that's what life is about. It's exactly. Yeah. It's experience. We and all I, die. Like, I think as well, like just from like purely a, uh, personal development, I fucking hate that term personal development. It sounds so wanky, but it really from like a, a, a personal expansion viewpoint, right? Yes. Oh, I love it. If you're with one person, um, cause I really believe that relationships are there ultimately as like a mirror to like show us more about ourselves and to like lead us to look within. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're always with one person, you're always looking in the same fucking mirror. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you're with other people or have other people come into your life that trigger you, whether that be as another relationship, like an intimate relationship or whether that be purely friendship or family or whatever it may be, the more you can have those experiences the more conscious you become, right? And the right. deeper you you build on your relationship with yourself, which kind of leads back to the whole bullying stuff, right? Yeah. Like the more you know yourself, the less that shit's going to occur. But yeah, I really think like we're actually missing out on like a really incredible opportunity to, for the collective to understand themselves better. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're missing out on that by kind of like your mind and like strictly, yeah, and strictly, strictly mind. mind and that's yeah. it. And 
nobody else can have you. Nobody else can look at you or whatever or like, and it's, yeah, it's the weirdest, like, I don't, I actually read something really good a couple of weeks ago. It was like, um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, why do I need to get married? Why do I need to invite the government into my relationship? Yes. And I think that's the whole thing with open relationships as well is like, we can be together, but I, I like all this other stuff. Yeah. Want, and it's not even necessary. It might not be my thing, but I want to try it out. Yeah. And I want to experience that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it started as like, I mean, years ago before I'd even met Janelle or anything, we, I, I was just talking with my mate and I was like, yeah, man, if we ever had a threesome, that would be sick. Or like, you know, um, just, just like douchey stuff. But at the same time, you're like, huh, you know, it could, it, that mm. kind of, kind of stuff would be cool. Like maybe, you know, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, it's, I know where I want to go with this, but I can't think of the right words that I want to get it out with this. Like, yeah, but, but exactly what you were saying, like is with relationships with no matter who it is, partner, whatever, they are there to teach us something. Mm, and yeah. that's one thing that I've learned is like, um, whether it's a girlfriend that you break up with, okay, she's taught you what you needed to learn, whether she taught you while you were together or, um, you know, after you've broken up or a guy you're with or, um, uh, your best friend that you used to be friends with, whether they taught you, you learned while you were friends with them or had a relationship with them and, or whether you learned after you still yeah. learned, you still grew. And from it's it. ultimately making you a fucking better person for your primary partner. Right. Exactly. Um, and yeah. the sex would be so much better. Like, yeah, because you're, fu- and this is what gets me right. Like if you have the freedom to choose to hang out with whoever you fucking want, at whatever stage, yeah. when you are there hanging out with your primary partner, you know that it's because you both want to be there, right? Yeah. So then it no longer becomes like... I have to see you. Yeah, like I remember with my ex, there were nights where it was like we'd both fucking like just sit there on our phones yeah. or like we'd sit there in silence or like he'd get back, he'd get home from work and just fall asleep. And I'd be like, dude, like I want to sit here and have a conversation with you. I want to hear about your day, right? Yeah, yeah. And because it was just the norm, like it was, it was boring and stagnant. And it was yeah. fucking standard. Like, you know how you start overexposure leads to, uh, what's the word? Um, underappreciation, right? Yeah. So I think like when, when you're actually, when you have the choice, then it becomes special. Cause it's like, we both want to be here. Exactly. Like out of all the places we could be with all the people we could be with right now, we just want to be with each other. Mm. Um, and I know for me, like, you know, it's that whole thing of like the more you try and suppress something, the more it's it pops up, right? Like yeah. it's that thing of um, don't think of a cat. The first fucking thing your head does is think cat. of the cat, right? Don't look. So Just look. Yeah. yeah. So you're not allowed to be with anyone else except me. You're not allowed to check out other girls. Like, oh, I'm gonna do. Yeah, that. like the first thing you do is fucking check out all the things you can't have, yeah. right? People and say I'm- shave your moustache off. I'm like, I'm just gonna <laughs> keep it. <laughs> I'm going to grow it yeah. fucking longer. I'm going to just like get at my teeth and shit. <laughs> I'm fucking floss with it. Yeah. But like, I know for me, like, like, and I'll be the first to admit, like, I have a fucking wandering eye. Like, I'm a dirty perv. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks. Join the club. And like, so with my ex, when it was like strictly monogamy, the first thing I noticed was that anyone that I thought was hot, it was like shit. Oh, like right. the things I would do, Right. Whereas if I had that choice, it kind of takes away the temptation. So like right. it's less likely to occur. So you would right? be focusing more on your partner. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, I think that is one of the biggest problems today, like with like modern relationships and whatnot is that we 
think we get this like you know from out whether it's from our parents or just seeing people around or whatever we spend so much time together with our with one person you're like but you really don't need to spend that much time yeah. like it's it's good to have time apart i yeah. i believe because oh, like again it comes back to it's all about balance yeah if you like it doesn't become special anymore it just becomes boring it's like oh okay whatever but you know everyone need, you need to spend time with your friends and your partner and then you like your yeah. dogs and whatever yeah. and you know it's it's all about balance and i it's it really upsets me when it's like no you have to spend time with me you have to spend time we're with me we're in a relationship exactly. we have to hang out yeah and it's like that that doesn't make like we yeah. should hang out and Where's do your fun opportunity stuff to and, be individual exactly yeah. like it's as much as it's you know, our life that we've created together, whether it's, you know, buying a house, living together, you've got dogs or babies or whatever. It's still ultimately my life. Yeah. It's my life and I'm still going to do within, obviously there are some responsibilities, especially if you've got a kid or whatever, um, you know, you need to look after that or Mm. you need to nurture and stuff like that. But ultimately it's my life. If I want to go play golf, I'm going to go play golf. Every weeknight I'm going to jujitsu because I want to go to jujitsu. I want to heel hook people. I want to be able to, you know, whatever. It's another shameless Ange mention. <laughs> um, Dan's going to be like losing his <laughs> shit. He's going to be sitting on the couch like, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I truly believe like, yeah, it's as much. And I've only learned, really like discovered that the last year. Like as much as it's my as much as it's our life it's my life like yeah. i'm still going to do what i want um the more yeah the more you tell me oh i'm d- like don't check out other girls the more i'm gonna check mm. out other girls and the more it's gonna you know arouse yeah. me sort of thing like, yeah and because this is what used to get me like as i said like i have a wandering eye and so like don't we all <laughs> it used to fuck me off with my with my with past relationships where we've had really like open uh, open and honest relationships where like we can talk about anything. Like yeah. we can talk about our fucking deepest hurts, like our deepest traumas and discuss all of that. And it's that real like best friends, like I've got your back kind of thing. But then it was like, oh fuck, like I think this person's hot and like I can't tell you that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so it was kind of like it felt like it was like, I'll be totally honest with you. Until this point. Yeah. And then it's all secrets. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. and there were times where like with, with past, you know, partners where I knew that they thought someone was hot. And it was like. It's oh, obvious. I like, think that chick's matter. hot too. Yeah. Like, let's discuss. Let's discuss yeah. how fucking hot so-and-so is, right? But there's like, yeah, there's this point where it's like all secrets. Yeah. And I think that's really fucking sad. Like, and for me, um, recently, like I've sort of been exploring open relationships a little bit more. And so I've been dating and stuff. And uh, it's been really cool because I've had experiences where people are open to this and it's like um, I can sit there and be like, hey, like this dude hit on me yesterday and yeah. he's fucking hot as like – and they're like, yeah, cool. Like, hey, I was – you know, because a couple of oh, – fuck, I'm making myself sound like I get around a bit here, but like <laughs> – eh, whatever. Wow, you, who cares? You, can, you can't shame it's my someone. Life. <laughs> you yeah. can't shame someone who has no shame, right? Yeah, exactly. But um, – Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where was I, what was I, where was I going with that? Yeah. So like, you know, people that travel and stuff and they were like, Hey, like when I was over here, like this happened or like, you know, like, uh, one particular dude does some like topless waitering stuff. And so, 
<laughs> and so he's like, yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, people are scratching at me and shit. And, like, the old possessive Brie would have been like, what the fuck? Like, fuck these bitches. I don't want him working as a waiter. Like, blah, 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 blah. But now it's like, hey, cool. Like, I'm glad you can tell me that. And, like, I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. Like, and I can sit there and discuss my experiences and stuff. And it's like, hey, cool. Like, it's like a mutual appreciation of, like, I'm really glad you had fun. And I'm yeah. glad that you feel, you know, connected to me enough that you can tell me about that. Yeah. And it's not like, and it, and you can tell, like, when it's a difference of, like, someone that's like, oh, I'm doing this to make you jealous or I'm just telling you because I, like, it's, I want to mm. share this with you. And I yeah. think like there is a fine line there. Like obviously some people will be like, you know, just trying to make them jealous or just trying to. But you, you'll know when that's the case. Exactly. And like for me, like I'm, I'm a very like physical being. So like I find my grounding a lot through talking because I think because for me, I'm very like, I like to intellectualize things a lot. Um, so for me to discuss like physical stuff, um, that keeps me grounded. Right. Otherwise I get a little bit too like up in the clouds. Yeah. Right. And so for me, like the best way that I can connect with someone is to sit there and like talk MMA or talk like, I think this person's hot as fuck. Yeah. And so like, I think it's really sad that in a relationship that's based purely on monogamy and like that discussion's just completely like out of bounds, we're missing out on the opportunity to have like a really... For me, a connection on probably the deepest level because, as I said, that's what keeps me grounded. So if I can't sit there with my, you know, with my kind of main squeeze or my primary partner and be like, you know, I think this person's hot, like, then, yeah, we're, like, we're missing out on a fucking huge opportunity to really connect, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it, it really is like your core being like your mm. thoughts your absolutely that is me down to the bone to the wire to deep down inside my stomach my balls like <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what i'm thinking and i want to discuss it with you like what is what are you thinking about right now like don't just give me some bullshit answer yeah. don't say when i'm say how are you don't say i'm good like let's what what are you thinking about what yeah. is like you know are you thinking about your next holiday you want to go on are you thinking about this person Did that, that guy that served you is really hot like anything like that like discuss it and let's just like yeah like you said just connect on this deeper yeah. level it's, and i think you can you can even do that with friends and stuff but yeah like we were saying before there is some um oh sorry that was before you we were recording wasn't it like <laughs> you have a friend that you can get shit faced with yeah and, and that's great entertainment value and for a laugh but then you have a different friend you go to for a dnm because yeah. you know they're level-headed and yeah. they've got a good opinion or then you've got another friend that's like you know, super serious and whatever. If you feel like you're off the tracks, I'll set you straight. Yeah. Or anything like that. And it's, you don't have just one friend. Yeah. Like, so why yeah. should you have just one partner that you expect to be everything that you want them to be? Yeah. Like that's a huge fucking ask. I know that if my partner wanted me to be the one that's going to solve their problems to fucking, as you said, before we hit record to fucking cook them dinner, yeah. to be their, you know, their nurturer, fucking, to yeah. be their fucking, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Freak in the bed, like, you know, to be, to be all those things. Yeah. Like that's a fucking big task. That is a very big task. And like, there's no way you can evolve enough to be everything like that. Just like I wouldn't be able to evolve enough to be all of that. Yeah. Like it's. And I don't want to be all of that for exactly, someone. Like, like I, I got my be, own shit to look after. Yeah. I don't want to be like, if you're a grown ass man or woman and you can't cook for yourself and clean for yourself 
And that is their reasons that you use to stay with somebody. That's pathetic. And if you're listening to this and you think that I'm an <laughs> asshole for saying that, then yes, you heard me. It's pathetic. Like it's just, that's not a reason you should be with somebody. It's not a reason you should like stay around. You know that you're miserable. You know that like cooking and cleaning is so superficial and so it's not about why you should be with somebody. Yeah. That, that's not going to help you connect to somebody. It's not a like, connection. Exactly. If you like, and if you, you just learn to do it yourself, it might mm. you your food might suck to start <laughs> with, but like it's gonna get good. Just yeah, you know exactly. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, like I travel a lot, and um, and this is what like this is what stood out for me because what was sad for me was that when I in the past when I've been in like monogamous relationships, how much has been closed off because like like in terms of people that I could possibly connect with or situations that I might find myself in because it's like, no, that would be being unfaithful to whoever it may be, right? Mm. And so I went through a period of time where I was like, I want to be totally single because I want to be able to travel without feeling bad about flirting with someone or without feeling bad about like, I know that this person thinks I'm attractive and I'm about to go fucking, you know, I don't know, hang out with them or go have a drink with them or whatever. Um And so for me, it's like I know that in an open situation that I can go have incredible experiences with people and have deep connections with people and have the opportunity to know myself on a deeper level and have them know themselves on a deeper Mm. level, not to mention my primary partner as well because that's, you know, if if it triggers stuff, cool, that's an invite for for them to understand themselves even deeper as well. But I don't want to miss out on that shit just because, like, you know, we made a unwritten agreement that like I'm I belong to them and they belong to me and that's strictly that, you know. But but then at the same time, like you know, I'm I'm not about I'm not about to fucking give my give up my travel for no. for someone. Fuck no. And I certainly don't want them to be coming with me every time I go fucking traveling. Yeah. So yeah, I really think that um and op- like an op- I think open relationships are. No easier or no harder than an open yeah, than a monogamous relationship. There's gonna be triggers, yeah. like there's gonna be jealousy popping up, like there's gonna be insecurities, all of that. But I think like someone who's really dedicated to like understanding themselves on a deep level and connecting with someone else on a deep level, really it can only be positive, provided you're willing to do the work. And if it was like but like if let's hypothetically say everyone is like that and you are connecting with people left, right, and center. That goes back to what we were saying before. Everyone can get along. We can all get along and like literally, as hippie as it sounds, we can all be one. Like we can all, like, you know, we're, we're all open. Everybody's open, sharing all their deepest secrets, hurts, feelings. And, you know, and that way, like when someone brings it up, you're like, yeah, that's part of me, whatever. Like that's yeah. my, my biggest embarrassing thing ever. But, you know, now I have no shame. So eat a dick. Uh, like, <laughs> that's right. You can swear. <laughs> you can swear. It's fine. Um, there's been worse things said on the podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like, I um. <coughs> that's what it comes back to at the end of the day is connection and yeah, really getting along. There's a sick quote, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, so I'm going to completely butcher it. But I'm going to find it and I'm going to put it in the outro. Um, but there's a quote, right? That the conscious human being never sees anything as an attack, right? The conscious human being sees everything as an opportunity to dance. It's only someone who doesn't understand life that ever sees anything as an attack. So if we were all conscious 
and I, I think that's kind of a bit of a fantasy. I don't think there will ever be a time where we will all be conscious. Ever, ever. Yeah. But the more we can dive into consciousness, the less we see things as an attack and the more we see things as an opportunity to dance. Mm. I love it. Boom. That is great. Um, but that's like the whole consciousness thing even like makes me think of like, you know, when we're sleeping as well, like what do we do for those eight or six hours or 10 hours? How, you know, how so many, some people sleep forever. Um, that is also exploring our conscious. Cause I know that sometimes, you know, when I've had a little bit of, <laughs> I go to sleep and I have some crazy lucid dreams and yeah. I'm like, was that re-? like I wake up yeah. literally like this is gonna, this is when I was in America I took some alpha brain and I've heard Joey Diaz talk about this sort of alpha brain dreams before. Yeah. And um, it was so real and so lucid. And I'm, I literally met, I literally thought I had met Joe Rogan and Brian Cullen because <laughs> I, I was like there with them. I'm still now thinking about it. I can remember that conscious, like I, like I was awake, but I woke up and I was like, oh, I literally woke up and went, oh man. And, <laughs> And there's something about that sleep. Like, I feel like we literally go to somewhere else. Like, it, we're we're awake somewhere. Like, in yeah, some parallel universe or something. Like, we we transfer, you know, our, our, our energy. And it just... I know I'm getting into all sorts of crap right now. <laughs> Dude, this is like a whole nother podcast episode where my brain's going right now. I'm like, fuck, it's don't exploding. get started in that. other Because, yeah. like, i got to cut this off soon. But, like... Oh, dude, that's like a whole nother podcast. Right? Yeah. I can just talk forever. Like, I feel like... when That's what I mean. Like, when I go... And that's probably why my podcast is so easy for me sometimes is because... Down the rabbit hole. I just literally... Yeah. That's why I don't let myself go on YouTube very much because, like, I'll be there for hours down the rabbit hole. Like, Tower 7 crap like that. Like, you know... Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's it's a bad... It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, right? Um, I think that's a fucking <laughs> sick way to wrap it up. We're definitely going to have to go round two at some point because yeah, I, like, I think we jam well. Um, yeah, we fucking nailed it. This has honestly been one of my favorites. So go I've team. had so much fun after being so nervous. Like It's just like <laughs> the biggest breeze ever. Like I haven't had a conversation like this with somebody in fuck knows how long. Boom. We killed it. Um, thanks heaps for coming, coming on. It's been rad. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So there you have it, folks. Uh, as promised, uh, I did want to include the true quote, the one that I so lovingly butchered there. Um, So this quote's on page 19 of The Breakthrough Experience with Dr. John Demartini. Now, I've had the pleasure of spending some time with Dr. John Demartini, learning directly from him, um, doing several of his programs, uh, and we are looking to have him on the podcast in the near future. So fingers and toes crossed, that one will be coming soon. But here's the quote. As I said, page 19 of The Breakthrough Experience, it's a game changer of a book, so you want to check it out. Here is your first lesson. To a master, there is no such thing as attacks, only invitations to dance. But to a neophyte, because they're unsure, they always perceive themselves to be the victim of attacks. Anything they're not prepared for will be interpreted as a danger and it will run their lives. But anything that they can see as having a perfect balance of yin and yang, they will not react to. Masters act wisely upon such things and they make them invitations to dance. 
So yeah, there you have it. Um, I wanted to point out as well, neophyte. I know I had to look that up, that word up, so I don't doubt that there's some of you out there that, that may need to look it up as well. Neophyte means refers to someone who's new to a subject or an activity. Um, so there's that. While I've got you, I also wanted to uh, hook you up with the links to JKP's stuff. So you can find him on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash bulls deep with JKP. Um, obviously a very, uh, politically correct and well thought out <laughs> Instagram handle there. Um, again, it's JKPEE, like urinate P, not like the letter P. <laughs> you can also find him on, uh, YouTube at JKP Podcast and he's also over there on SoundCloud. So as always, I'll chuck the links in the podcast description. Um, while I think of it guys as well. Just letting you know, June 3rd, I've got an event coming up called Awaken Your Inspiration, Living from Purpose and Alignment. I'm running it over at Universal, <clears throat> excuse me, Universal Balance Mind and Body Studio uh, in Redwood Park here in South Australia. Um, this Mind and Body Studio, these are some of my sponsors and they are fucking unreal. Like, uh, they're this uh, holistic sort of yoga studio, Chad Dawson and his partner, Anita, um, they're doing some really unreal stuff there. They they, they take a very holistic. <clears throat> excuse me, I can't clear my throat today. Um, they take a very holistic approach to health and well being. Um, they're all about they're they're all about holistic wellness, right? They're into their essential oils, personal training. They run all sorts of wellness workshops there. Um, and I do intend on having Chad on the show in the near future. Um, but uh, yeah, my event's coming up June 3rd. Uh, it's like $28.13. That's Australian dollars, so it's a fucking steal. Um, if you're a member of Universal Balance, then you get it for free. Um, if you want a little bit of information about that, you can jump over onto my Facebook business page at uh, facebook.com forward slash the Live Free Movement, and you can get some info about that and uh, buy your tickets there. Of course, as always, you can check me out on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Brianna Bowley and on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Brianna Bowley underscore. That's B-R-I-A-N-A Bowley, B-O-W-L-E-Y. And as always, until next time, what else is possible? <laughs>